This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Phillies Backstage. Tom Burgoyne joined by John Brazier. And John, we're, we're living large today. We are recording um, Friday before the Mets game in the executive box. Ooh. Yes, I'm feeling very executive-ish right now <laughs> and very excited because, A, we have a crucial series against the Mets, right? We need to get a little redemption. And uh, we'll hear about that redemption because we've got Cody Clemens right here uh, in the booth overlooking the field right now. We are about, what, five hours for the game. How you doing, Cody? Yeah, doing great. Uh, this is an awesome view up here. It is. So. Well, all this could be yours. You're going you're gonna to be the owner of this team. <laughs> all this day. could be yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I always think of? Uh, the Sixers. Uh, Pat Croce. You ever hear his name before, Cody? Uh, Pat Croce was the Sixers trainer back in the uh, 70s, early 80s. He wound up owning the team. Holy cow. Yeah. That's, he that's he so went wild. from being the trainer to owning the Look team. Look at that. That's so wild. it can happen. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the right. one that he's the one you might not. I don't know how long ago. That, I don't know how old you were at this point. But remember when Allen Iverson, when they when they got the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, Pat Croce was the one with a rabbit foot <laughs> yeah. down there during the draft. And they got there, I guess, the lottery and they got the first pick. Remember? And then he did. All he went nuts. Things, he went so. nuts. Uh, thanks for joining us. I know you're getting ready for the game tonight. Uh, Want to start out with your play yesterday. Uh, if you weren't watching it, it was the afternoon game. Last game against the Braves. Second inning. And uh, it's funny. Cruck and T-Mac thought it was like the greatest play they've ever seen. I think they even said that on the air. Uh, explain what happened yesterday. Yeah, so um, I was uh, I was on first. I was holding the runner on, and Rosario hit one pretty dang high in the air. And originally, I mean, as soon as off the bat, I, I went back, uh, and so did Stott. We both thought it was going to be kind of behind us, and then it got above the stadium, um, and there was a pretty, pretty solid wind yesterday. Um, and once it got up in the air, I stopped for a second. I go, oh, my gosh, it's gonna, it's staying there, and it's going back in. And so, obviously, you saw my crazy route there. <laughs> and then if you watch the video, it's kind of wild. Right before uh, I kind of dive and make the catch, I stutter step because Rosario was, like, coming through the line. And he was like, he started like yelling at me. He like mm. started saying something or like. Something. Was he trying to distract you? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but, get out of my way. Or? But it, it made me stutter step. You can see it in the video. And then, yeah, I mean, thank God I caught the ball because I was a, obviously I, I wish it didn't look like that. I wish it looked a lot easier, you know, camped under the nah. ball. But it looked cool the way. So, so when that, that ha when a play like that happens, that's more of like an out of the ordinary where it's all over social media. Like, do you get people sending you that? Like, oh, my God, Cody, what a, what a catch. Yeah, I mean, I, it's funny because everyone saw it as, like, an awesome catch, but all of us and my teammates and I are like, geez, that was a circus. You know, at least I made it look like that because it was such a tough – I mean, it was a tough fly ball, don't get me wrong, but, like, you know, I, I should have judged it correctly and, uh, you know, just stayed there and 
knew that the wind was going to hold it towards, you know, the pitcher's mound. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, it's funny. I said Kruk called it one of the best plays he's ever seen. He's a first baseman. And they kept showing uh, during the broadcast the wind patterns. Like, they were showing a graphic oh, really? or the way the winds were turning. So, it was a great play, and it yeah, looked good, too. It was weird because the, the flags, I think, were blowing – really hard to left field but then above the stadium it was like blowing inward it was weird but um as soon as i mean it was a high fly ball that's why it kind of stayed you know towards the pitcher's mound um but i mean thank god i caught it that would have not been good yeah <laughs> all right let's let's work back you know childhood obviously uh you grew up in you probably grew up in a major league clubhouse obviously with with your dad right did you spend a lot of time on in the baseball field in baseball parks yeah because uh, i know like for us i know like the boons and we had Amaro's. gary, gary varsho's kids and the and the Maros, right i mean yeah i was you know around ballparks my whole life um i didn't really get to experience boston um i wasn't born yet and then uh i barely remember Toronto in the late nineties. And then New York was kind of most of my memories, um, being around the clubhouse and, you know, being with the, the players and meeting those, you know, legends of the game. Um, and then when my dad came home and played for Houston, that's when I started to realize like who he was and why all these people were in the stands and like stuff like that, because I just saw him as, you know, all right, he's doing this. He like he plays baseball. I don't know. You know, I was, super young, five, six years old. Um, and then later when he was with Houston, I was about 10. So I was, I started realizing who he was and how good he was. Yeah. And that's, stuff. that's, and that's what I think too, Cody. I noticed that too. So yeah, 10 years old, that's when it's probably clicking in. I mean, yeah, John, I mean, we were like when the Phillies won the, you know, well, we were like 15, I guess when, uh, but still we were f- prime fandom at 10 years old so then i guess to realize oh dad's you know he pitches yeah. for a living <laughs> my my brothers old well, casey the one above me and I, both of us really thought growing up we were like all right well we're, we're either a fan or a player and that was it in life for us we were like oh my gosh was all right fan or player we wanted to be the player you know i was gonna say and, and does that put pressure i mean not only is your dad a major league pitcher right but your dad's one of the greatest pitchers of all time so did that put pressure on did you feel pressure at all when you were a kid or were you more just like ah it doesn't matter yeah i mean growing up there was always like a target on my back um along with my older brothers um but it was no pressure because luckily thank god i'm not a pitcher so i didn't I didn't get. Were you that. ever a pitcher? Yeah, I know because I know you pitched a little bit in college, in, right? In, no, in high school I pitched. I was a shortstop, and then I would come in and close the game. And I threw, you know, 88, 90 miles an hour, just flat fastball, right? And that worked in high school. Um, but it, I was a better hitter, and you know, got recruited to go play for Texas as a hitter. So, but you did get it, didn't you? Get into? I thought I saw some stats where you got into a, a game or two. No. Uh, well, my my older brother was a two way in college, so okay. it might have been him. Casey. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Casey was a, a pitcher and a hitter, and so he played first base and he pitched. So it was pretty cool. He pitched on the weekends, um, you know, like Saturday or whatever, and then he would also hit. So it was pretty cool. Now, was he better known as a hitter, though? Yeah, he ended up getting drafted as a hitter uh, to the Blue Jays. Um, and so he hit, and then he played a few years, three, three, four years in the system, and then played a couple years at Indy Ball, and then he's. this is actually his first summer of no baseball, so he's kind of trying to figure out what he wants to do. Um, it's pretty cool, but he's got a finance degree from Texas, so he'll, he should be fine. <laughs> yeah, and was it kind of preordained that you were going to go to Texas? Were you scouted by other teams, Cody? Um, it was weird. Like, I didn't really get scouted by a lot of teams, um, 
but like my I was dead red on Texas. I wanted to go play with my brother. Nice. You know, my dad went to Texas. I've always been a Longhorn my whole life, so I was immediately like, if they ever you know want me to come there, I'm in. So it was like the first or second team that came to me, and I was like, all right, I'm in. So hey, there was no like other teams around at all, to be honest. I hope you don't mind, but I'm not going to have my youngest son listen to this podcast because he goes to the University of Oklahoma. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, I know well, that rivalry. It, yeah. Would, would you go to the like the football games? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Have you, yeah. Did I you mean, ever go to an Oklahoma, yep. Texas uh, I've football game? I've been to game? a few, few of them, the Red River rivalry. Yeah. It's fun yeah, out there yeah. at the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good time. The stadiums, you know, split right down the middle with the Sooner fans and then the Longhorns, and it's pretty electric. The stadium is going crazy the whole freaking time, um, and it's fun. You got the, the fair and all that stuff outside of the stadium, too. So, Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's a good time. And I told you off the air that uh, I was single a long time ago, and I got invited by a buddy of mine to come out to the Rose Bowl uh, to see Texas play USC. So I knew, you know, Reggie Bush for, the, for USC and Vince Young for Texas. I knew it was going to be a good game. Love college football. So I went out there. Little did I know I was going to witness literally the greatest college football game in history. I mean, it came down to the very end. I'm in the end zone when, uh, when Vince Young scored the winning touchdown. And then I find out in our interview last year with, with Garrett Stubbs that he was there at the game. Yeah, yeah no, that game is unbelievable. Um, Vince Young was so good. And uh, I remember watching that game. I was at home. My dad was actually at the game also. Mm. Um, he was there with my oldest brother, and they got to witness the, the greatest game ever. Well, yeah. now you're going to have Arch Manning as the uh, quarterback, right? Yeah, him and Quinn are going to go at it. I don't know what they're going to do. I think they're going to play Quinn. You know, he was pretty solid last yeah. season um, until the injury. Obviously, that Alabama game was awesome to watch um, until he got smacked there. But um, I don't know. I think that they should give viewers the spot as of now just because he can he can sling it. Um, but obviously, it's great to have Arch there. That's super cool um, to have him there. And, you know, he's also really good. So the, the quarterback room is pretty elite. Hey, Cody, when you were at uh, Texas, you had Tommy John surgery before your junior year. And uh, it's amazing. You came back like like Superman yeah, after but he, but that he, surgery. He played as a DH mm-hmm. after you gone through that surgery, right? Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's almost like I had the surgery done in August, I think, in the off season or in the fall, I guess you would call it in college. And then um, I didn't do anything until uh, – like the start of the season and I could start swinging. I started swinging okay. after like four months, four months post uh, surgery. And so I stayed the course and kept doing my throwing program and stuff like that throughout the year. But I just DH the entire time. Huh. And, uh, I mean, going into that process, having the surgery done, the rehab, uh, had you talked to anybody else had gone through it? Did you kind of had, were you kind of prepared uh, for it? Not really. I wasn't really prepared. I mean, they have a great training staff at Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a few other baseball players there that had the surgery, um, you know, before me. And I talked to them and, you know, got some pointers there. You know, you just get the stay the course. You're just going to do it. You just got to do the rehab and it just takes time. 
Um, and then there's also some players that had it done with me, like few days before me mm. so we were all doing the same the same yeah. uh you know rehab process in the training room every day and we all had the same program and stuff like that so it was good that helps a, yeah. a few guys doing it with me but um the worst part was in the fall and you're just sitting in the stands or in the dugout watching yeah. them play all their scrimmages and games and practicing and you just got to sit out it's the worst feeling ever. so did you talk <laughs> to bryce like in spring training and and early in the season right uh, this year yeah yeah no i i told him um just like, I mean, he knows what he's doing, and they, we we also have a great training staff. Um, but I just told him, I was like, uh, it was nice because it was obviously it's his right elbow and my right elbow, so swinging was fine because it's not your, your back elbow, which kind of extends that part of the elbow every, whenever you swing. So that's why it's so fast you can come back as a position player um, hitting. Right. Um, but obviously throwing, you can't. You got to just trust the process and do, you know, it takes time with that. But... Um, he obviously recovered really fast. Yeah, and then you got drafted by the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed you played a little bit in Lakeland. Uh, can you compare Lakeland and Clearwater? I mean, they're two of the classic, you know, spring yeah. training sites, uh, you know, baseball. Yeah, I don't, I don't mean to dog Lakeland at all, but the weather over there is so <laughs> humid and hot, and yeah. coming to Clearwater this, you know, uh, this past spring is was unbelievably better. <laughs> yeah. The weather's way better. It's a little cooler. Uh, That's funny because it's not that much far away, right? It's just because it's it's next to the water. Yeah. Um, And Lakeland's directly in the middle of the state. And isn't there an alligator, like, in a pond that's, like, right near the clubhouse? Yeah. (laughs) Is that true? Yeah, there is. There's, like, a couple lakes, obviously, in Lakeland. There's a bunch Mm -hmm. of lakes around, but... There's like a little bit of like a stream or something that comes by uh, one of the backfields and you'll see a couple of little alligators in there, you know, two, three feet long. Yeah. Yeah. Someone told me that and I was, you know, when I was going in the locker room a lot, I was like, oh man, every Watch time I look, I look it around. I don't think we've seen any big ones over there, but there, I've, I have seen personally seen a couple small ones that are, you know, three feet long. <laughs> All right. So I always, you know, uh, been with the Phillies a long time, been down spring training a long time. And I always tell people that if, and I could be wrong, but I said if, if I were a player and I was going to pick a team based on where they train, spring training, I would pick the Phillies because Clearwater, I, I can't imagine a place that's better than Clearwater because you have one of the greatest beaches. Yes. You got great restaurants, right? You're near Tampa if you want to go into to nightlife. It's there's awesome. Con- there's concerts and everything. You know, nothing against Lakeland, but it's inland a little bit. Then you talk about Port Charlotte. There's nothing really going on there. And, no. you know, I, I guess Bradenton would Clearwater's be fine. Clearwater's number Sarasota, one. Right? Yeah, clear, I feel like Clearwater's got to be the top spot. Um, and it's really nice to travel, too, because um, Lakeland was like you said, inland, and then you would have to travel out of there and, you know, you've got 45 minutes to Tampa, you know, hour and a half to Sarasota or, you know, whatever, but Clearwater is right there and, you know, you've got Dunedin right next to you, Tampa, um, Sarasota's not far, um, you know, Bradenton, all that stuff. It's not, the travel for spring training is way better. Yeah, it's very central. Uh, I noticed too, when you're with Detroit, you got called up the end of May of 2022, but then two weeks later, I guess they did have you, and I know everybody asked you about your pitching, but, uh, you know, it was like two weeks after you got called up, you were, I guess, used as a spot, you know, guy just to get a a couple outs. And then later in the year, you wound up facing Otani. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, obviously my dream was to play professional baseball, right? And I never thought that I would actually pitch in a big league game, <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> which was crazy because 
I don't know, I have maybe nine innings pitch in a big league game now. But as you said, like it's that. still a fastball that's straight. You have yeah, no, but you have I, nothing I mean, else. When I go, when I when I get on the mound, you know, late innings, we're obviously losing by a ton. It's just hey, throw it and try and get make them hit it into an out. You're not. But trying. you're just throwing that. You're not throwing a changeup sinker or. No, I, I throw. You know, I just lob in like a 50 <laughs> right. mile an hour or whatever, and then I I do mess since I've pitched so many times. It feels like. Um, I've messed around with like an air cutter. Just, I mean, when we warm up and stuff, some of us mess around, you know, throwing pitches and stuff. And I have this air cutter. It's pretty good, actually. It's like a wiffle ball. Yeah, exactly. Huh. And, um, but yeah, like you said, I, we were losing to the Angels um, by a lot. And I think, I don't, I don't know if I was playing that game, but I, it was like the eighth inning or whatever. And I look at Tucker Barnhart um, and I was like, hey, like, you think I'm going to pitch in this game? He was like, I don't know, like maybe, maybe not. And I was like, well, if I do, the next next <laughs> inning is like Renhifo, Trout, Otani. And I was like, that would be crazy, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then, what do you know, I am end up pitching, and Renhifo hits, and then it, or I think it was like Renhifo, Trout, but then Ot- or maybe Otani was second. I get Renhifo out, and then Otani comes up, and – uh, Hossie was catching, Eric Hoss was catching that night. And so Tucker and I always mess around with that cutter, but I got sh- through, you know, lobbed it in there, strike one, he fouls it off, lob another one off, he fouls it down the line. And then I look over at Tucker in the dugout and I'm like kind of smirking and he was like going like this, putting his hand forward, you know, like throw it hard, throw it hard, okay. like try and sneak one by. Cause I was throwing, you know, 48 miles an hour. <laughs> right. And I just threw a pitch decently hard it was like 68 or 70 uh-huh. miles an hour and he just took it strike three and i was like <laughs> that it, is awesome it like surprised me so much you can see me in the video if if uh you watch it it's like i get pumped up i was like no way i just got a strikeout you know <laughs> i never thought i would get a strikeout nevertheless it'd be otani you know so but could i would that be a top three i know you've had a walk-off hit you've had a obviously a home run a bunch of home runs um, would that be kind of a top, like it, just in that circumstance, is that kind of a top three, like professional moment right there? I, I mean, that's pretty cool yeah, right there. I mean, I mean that, that didn't matter really. Yeah. But. Yeah. I think, I think it's, I mean, it's gotta be top five. I mean, just the weird scenario. Like right. I never thought I would be pitching one and then two, I'd never thought I'd strike someone out in three it'd be Otani, right? Like, I mean, this is something you're going to tell your grandkids, no matter yeah. what your, how your career shapes out. Right. And he was and, awesome about it. He, uh, I got the ball and, um, I gave it to one of the clubbies in LA and told him, or in um, Anaheim and told him to, can you send it over to him to sign it? Like, and, you know, I think it'd be cool. Which that's kind of cold, you know, can you sign yeah, the but, ball you struck out I, on? But go ahead. I personally, <laughs> I personally hate hitting opposition players because right. I think we did it in Arizona the other week. I faced, I think it might've been Rojas or something, but he like came in and he threw first pitch was like 75 and then the next pitch was 40. Right. You know, so it's like, that's a 35 mile an hour difference. Like it's, it's almost, it's all hitting is, is timing. So in pitching is you need to disrupt their timing. Right. So it's easier said than done to go up there and hit a position player. Like I personally hate it. Cause I just have to stand there and you swing like, like right. It's a, you well, know, there's no book on like, the guy. It's either. like beer league softball. You right. Know? Like yeah. You're just waiting on it. And you know, it's weird. It's all weird with your timing. Cause you're, you know, all you're practicing your whole life for professional baseball is to hit 95, you know? So, like, it's weird. I personally don't like it. Um, I, I know guys that walk up and say, oh, this is an easy hit, and they can just slap it over there. So well, wait. there's a pressure there, too, because you figure, yeah, oh, if you don't get a hit, right. it's like, oh, you yeah. know. So I just, yeah. <laughs> right. I always say, like, when, you know, sometimes down in spring training, 
you'll bat against uh, someone like in a, in a rehab game against minor leaguers, right? So Chase Utley will be on a rehab assignment and he's going to play in a minor league game. Well, everyone's expectations, oh my God, Chase Utley's going to, you know, crush Go these guys. They're minor four. leaguers. Five for five, but what, yeah. the, what they don't realize is that oh, Chase doesn't know who this guy is and that pitcher yeah. is probably in the minor leagues because he still hasn't harnessed his control. So, and Chase knows that, so he's probably not exactly comfortable in the boxes, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch to it. Like, my, my dad always said whenever he had those rehab assignments, he would get absolutely rocked. Like, he could never get any of them out. But then when he'd come up here, he'd be, you know, more locked in or whatever it was. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, we go into plate appearances and we have how, you know, all the information on the pitcher we're facing. So, um, yeah, I mean, the position player stuff is weird. I think, I think that they should just end the game. Like, if you're just giving up, you know, right. put your position My guy position. in, they should just say, all right, we're mm. done. Because the whole point is to save a bullpen arm. Right. Yeah. Right, so. yep. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. All right, so you get traded over in the offseason in January to the Phillies. Uh, what did you know about Philadelphia? Obviously, you must have watched the World Series run last year. What was, your, what was going through your head when you found out you were getting traded along with Soto over here? It was out of nowhere. I, I had a great relationship with the whole Tigers organization. I, I loved the staff. I loved, you know, the, the GM. I loved everybody that was involved in the org. And we had a great relationship. And so out of nowhere, you know, I was, it was some random Saturday. And I um, checked my phone and my agent calls. And he's like, hey, you're getting traded right now. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, all right, where? And he goes, you're going to Philly. And I was like, okay. And so I didn't know what to think of it at all. I was like, all right, Philly, they were just in the World Series. Holy crap. All right, really good team. That's awesome. And then I was like, okay, how am I going to fit in this t- with this team? Like just thinking right. about all the stuff like going on and then getting calls, you know, immediately from other people, you know, the Tigers people, A.J. Hinch calling me, telling me what's going on, you know, stuff like that. That was pretty wild. And did you know anything about the city? Had you been to the city before? Sure. Uh, I don't, I, I, well, okay. I've been here one time. I, we had a field trip, like when I was in grade school or something, they took us or It was, I think it was like eighth grade. I came out. Liberty here. Bell and Independence yeah, Hall. Yeah, all that, yeah. Yeah. Did all that. Went on the Rocky steps, yeah. all that stuff. Got a Philly cheesesteak, like did all the, you know, tourist stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. I know when I talked to my dad, he was like, it's a great, you know, the fan base is unbelievable. It's like. You know, the stadium's beautiful. He was telling me he pitched here. I think he had, like, a one-run game when he was pitching with the Astros here, um, something like that. And he was like, this is going to be great. This is going to be good for you. I was like, all right. Yeah, and, you know, uh, somebody must have liked you too, Cody, because, you know, we had uh, some players who we really liked who were a big part of yeah. our club last year. So that, got, that has to make you feel good that, hey, they really targeted me to come to a, a winning team too. Yeah, it was – so the story back – the story behind it is kind of wild because – so the season ended in Detroit and AJ Hinch, he lives in the Woodlands, Texas, where I live in Tomball right there in the same area. He's probably 10 minutes away from me. And I know he loves to play golf. He's a member at Blue Jack National right there. And when we kind of had our like exit meeting for the season or whatever, 
uh, I was like, hey, when we go back to Houston, like, let's uh, play golf in the off season. Like, I know we can play. We'll get out. He's like, absolutely. That'd be great. Let's do it. And so we ended up like, I would say a week before the trade, I called him and I was like, hey, we're about to go to spring. Like, let's get around him before we go. And he was like, awesome. Let's do it. You want to play Blue Jack? I was like, yes, let's do it. And we set it up. It was going to be like me and my dad and then one of AJ's friends and um had it set up for like 10 o'clock tea time on a Wednesday. Right. And then, so, you know, that's in five days and Saturday comes and I get traded and I immediately, mm. after all this happens, I text him and I go, well, see you Wednesday. <laughs> right, right. I go, well, see you Wednesday. And then he said like stuff happens so fast in this business. I'll call you later today. I was like, all right. And so in, we ended up not playing. He had a couple meetings come up on that Wednesday or whatever, but that was that was a funny story. And then when he ended up calling me that night, the one thing I wanted to know about the trade was I was like, were y'all wanting to get me out or were the Phillies asking for me? Because I wanted to know that. And he said, no, the Phillies were asking for you. And I was like, all right, well, that was good. That makes me feel a lot better. Now, have you, there's obviously great golf courses in this area. Have you played Marion? Have you played Aronimink? Have you played Pine Valley? So I haven't played, played Pine Valley. I want to play it so bad. Um, I played Marion with my brother like a couple weeks ago. It was unbelievable. Nice. Yeah. It was extremely hard. Yes. Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh. The course is beautiful. The layout's crazy awesome. Like we had such a good time. We got linked up with a couple of members out there to get us out there. So it was a, it was, it was, it was great. It was yeah, so awesome. hard though. I'm, well, I'm, I'm playing, uh, I'm taking Mickey Morandini, not taking, I'm going with Mickey Morandini and Tommy Green. We're playing Oakmont at the end of July. Nice. And, I better get my <laughs> gotta get my game in order. You've been golfing a lot, so you you gotta be shaving some strokes off. No, <laughs> I'm a hockey player playing golf. I basically <laughs> just bomb it. But in well, and you're saying Marion was tough. Is it uh, certainly in, in around here? You know, they're uh, very hilly. Uh, some of the old classic Philly courses, but that one's not real long, right? Is it a little yeah, narrow? Yeah, there's a lot of room or? for error. Yeah, and you yeah, get yeah. The rough and yeah, the rough was super thick. Oh. Um, and of course, like during baseball season, my golf swing is not good. Um, <laughs> it's, I, you know, I get out there and I normally have like a little baby fade off the tee box. And then I don't know where I'm up there hitting little draws or big draws. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, I normally get my swing locked in uh, like, couple, like, you know, throughout the off season. And that first tee is intimidating in Marion because it's right in front of the porch where everyone eats. Yeah. So yeah. you're uh, right. They're watching. all looking at uh, you right there. We, we were, my brother and I were like, all right, well, we're going to play the tips. We didn't come here. We got to see the whole course. And so that was, that made it even harder. Um, but it's just, the, I mean, the course was awesome. It was, you know, in really good condition. Um, but the, everything was hard. The greens were, were super fast. Rough was thick. Um, you got to, you know, have some good approach shots to score. And plus, like, when I play a really good course, and I haven't really played that many, but you think about the history, right? Like, I, I played... Yeah, around here, that's... Oh, there's some classics. Right, yeah. but but also, like, I played Wingfoot um, not too long ago, and I was thinking of Phil Mickelson, who basically, yep. you know, yeah. I think he shot a six while he, when he needed a... F On 18. Right. Yeah. And so I said, all I need to do is get a six or better, and I'll... <laughs> and I, I can say I'm better than Phil. <laughs> okay, yeah. John. Yeah. I just, oh, that's my, my rationale, right? <laughs> uh, so, all right, so you get to the, you get to the Phillies... And right away with the clubhouse, you get to, I guess it's spring training really when you report down there. Yeah. Did you know guys ahead of time? I have, I have mutual friends uh, 
one of my buddies' name is Nolan Kingham. Uh, we went to college together, and he's from Vegas, and he's friends with Bryson. And so Bryson reached out to me as soon as the trade happened, you know, text me, let's go, dude. That's <laughs> so pumped, whatever. And so I texted him, and I knew him through my mutual friend, um, and that's about it. I didn't know anybody else. Um, and so, yeah, when I showed up, I saw Bryson and then got to meet everybody, a lot of new faces, stuff like that. But um, it's been great. Yeah, it's, it's a great clubhouse. And it must feel great. You had a game-winning hit, uh, you know, uh, to beat the Tigers. When his dad was on the broadcast earlier yeah, that game. that's right. Your dad was in the house. He was sitting right over there, actually, in one of the suites right down the line. And, uh, I mean, how'd that feel? It must have no, felt yeah, great. No, yeah, it felt great. Um, I mean, obviously, to, to do it against the Tigers makes it awesome. Right. Um, not that I have anything bad against them, but um, – it was, I mean, it was weird how that just lined up for me to be able to. Did you get some texts from your old yeah. uh, teammates? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Zach Short, one of my good buddies, he texted me. He was like, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. But are you thinking about that when you come up to the bat? Obviously, you know you're in a situation where you get a hit, game's over, you get a game-winning hit, and it's off your former team. Like, is that even entering your mind? Or are you just basically locked in saying, boom, I'm doing my job, and then I'll, I'll worry about the other stuff later. Yeah, I mean, that that inning, I think I was up like maybe fifth or sixth or something like that, and I knew as soon as they started having some good at-bats, the first couple at-bats, I was like, all right, I'm getting up. There's no way I'm not getting up here mm -hmm. in a good spot. And so I kind of just prepared for that. And then when I was on deck and I was coming up, I was like, all right, just it's a normal at-bat. Treat it like a normal bat. Have a good at-bat here and just do what you've been doing. And then I got a nice heater. You smoked it. Yeah, and it was it was awesome. It was great. <laughs> well, Johnny, I see you over there with. Well, uh, before we get to the quiz, I got to ask him about the. Uh, oh, go the, ahead. Two other quick things. The other day, Thursday, we faced the Braves, and you faced one of your college teammates. He actually had a good game against us. Uh, Elder went seven innings pitch, right? Yeah. Uh, did you know? I mean, obviously, you played with him. He was yeah, a, I hate that guy, by the way. He was a. I guess he was a freshman. <laughs> I hate when he were, does that. He was a he's freshman a year, when you were a senior. No, he was a year younger. Year younger. Okay. So yeah. We were on the same team for two years. Okay. Great guy yeah uh, whatever yeah, not when right. he's pitching like that <laughs> yeah, against no. us cody um yeah no he's a good dude he's from decatur texas just a little country boy you right. know, he awesome. looks like a country yeah, boy and he's a gamer <laughs> man he he's a bulldog up there mm. nothing phases him obviously he knows how to pitch um and yeah i mean I, I texted him when we got rained out and we were trying to figure he was trying to figure out what's the deal are they going to cancel the game or whatever and i was like yeah i think they're about to bang it and then uh, I texted him, I was like, are you pitching tomorrow? And he goes, yeah. I go, all right, I'll see you out there. Right. And, you know, whatever. And um, you can, Did you give the book to the to your guys saying here's, yeah, here's yeah. what he does? Yeah, I just, uh, well, in college he had a cutter, which he doesn't really have here now. Um, but, yeah, I just told him he's going to throw his sinker and change up and just try and get you to roll over to second, which he made me do a couple times. Right. Um, but uh, he texted me after the game. I think in one of my bats, he hung me a slider and I fouled it off and had a great swing on it. And he texted me and he goes, I wanted you to look back at me after you just missed that slider. It looked like you were going to hit it to the moon. Is what he said. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. Right. Um, but yeah, he's a good dude. He's, um, I mean, I'm happy he's succeeding in the big leagues and, um, you know, he's a, he's solidifying himself as a really good pitcher. So it's pretty cool to see. All right. Last question that you got before we get to the quiz is uh, also your walk-up song. How did you pick uh, top drops by fat Pat? Um, it's from the fat Pat's a Houston rapper. Um, I'm from Houston. I, so I picked that, um, but I, it just sounds good. Um, <laughs> and 
one of my buddies that I played with, Robbie Grossman, he had it in Detroit and I was like, you know what? It was a good walk up. I'm going to try and I'm going to take it from him. All right. And I got to tell you too, tomorrow uh, we're recording this on Friday, Saturday, we have a uh, rapper who's from Philadelphia area, uh, who's also has a comedy TV show. Have you ever heard of Little Dicky? Yeah. He's uh, throwing out the first pitch tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. So you got to get Marsh to catch it because he loves him. Is that oh, right? Is that right? Yeah. I was. I asked Kevin Gregg to find out if any of the players know would know who he is. I'm gonna tell. Oh. I'm gonna tell Marsh that today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Know I'll, for I'll, sure. I'll bring him into the clubhouse tomorrow because it's tomorrow's a four o'clock game and you probably won't take BP on a day game. So I'll bring him yeah. to the clubhouse. Okay. So cool. if you can do yeah. me a favor, just let whoever you think would want to know that that I'll be okay. bringing Little Dicky into All the. Right. Uh, Clubhouse. Perfect. So. I'll tell him. Yeah. Tom, did you know who Little Dick is? I did not. Right. I did not. But it doesn't surprise me. Marsh knows. Yeah. Yeah. Marsh right. knows. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so now it's time. Are we ready for the quiz? Yeah, let's play our theme song. Here it is, John. Thanks for the visit. Let's get down to business. Now here's your chance to show how much you really know. He might get grumpy if he can't stop you with Brazier's Quiz. You love that theme song, Cody? Isn't that the greatest? <laughs> That's from our uh, boy, Skip Dannenberg. Thanks, go. Skip. All right. Now we're on to the quiz here. Cody, I'm putting on my old man glasses, but the uh, incentive right here, this is, you can't get this anywhere. You can't buy this in any store, uh, but it is a backstage with Burgoyne and Brazier. I don't know why I got second billing. I got to talk to my agent about that. Hey, come on. I'm Perfect. kidding. Uh, but here's your shirt. If you get six out of eight, it's questions about your life. It's multiple choice. Uh, are you ready? Yep. Let's do it. All right. You went to Memorial High School in Houston, right? Houston area. Mm -hmm. Which one of these celebrities did not go to Memorial High? So I'm going to mention four celebrities. Three went to Memorial. One did not. You got to tell okay. me which one did not. All right. Michael Dell, who's founder and CEO of Dell Inc. Corey Morrow, who's a country singer and songwriter. Jelly Roll, a country hip-hop artist, or Doug Dawson, former offensive lineman in the NFL. All right. Well, I know two that went to Memorial. is Michael Dell and Doug Dawson. So it's either Corey Morrow did not go or Jelly Roll did not go. Jelly Roll. <laughs> Jelly Roll? <laughs> Jelly Roll is correct. I'm yeah, going to give that yeah, to you. you Jelly go. Roll did not go. <laughs> Who is Jelly Roll? I don't know. I just want to say Jelly Roll. Yeah. All right. Question number two. You also, obviously, we talked about it. You went to the University of Texas. Which of these celebrities did not uh, go to Texas? Here we go. Okay. Probably a lot of celebrities went to yeah. Texas. Tons of Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, singer Janis Joplin, uh, actress Renee Zellweger, actor Owen Wilson, and rapper, comedian, actor, Lil Dicky. So is it Janis Joplin, Renee Zellweger, Owen Wilson, or Lil Dicky? I'm throwing that in there. As Lil Dicky did not go to he Texas. He did not go to University of Texas. Joplin went to Wait, college? Owen Wilson went to Texas. Owen Wilson went wow. there, yep. And uh, Renee Zellweger, Renee Zellweger came here when she was dating Bradley Cooper, and, she, and it was right yeah. after a hangover, and also with Zach Galifianakis. They came in, and I was going to basically bring them around. Yeah. I'm usually the one that brings the celebrities in. And I was totally thrown off by Renee Zellweger. I was picturing, um, I guess, uh, what's that English show that uh, when she was... Uh, oh, uh, Bridget... Bridget, uh, Bridget Jones? Something like that. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking like, I guess, and she was a little more 
heavy set, I guess, and that, I, and she had longer hair, she, and she, she comes was, in, she's got short hair, she's skinny, and, real she's got, thin. and she has yeah. a Texas accent, I'm thinking it's like, I don't know, Zach Galifianakis' yeah. girlfriend, yeah. and I'm like, wait a minute, that's Renee Zellweger. That was cool, I remember, and uh, we had Bradley hitting uh, balls in a cage that in day. In a cage, and Renee, and she dad, was, that was cool. And she was great, love Renee Zellweger, big yeah, fan. They're all good. Uh, all right, you are two for two. All right, all right. this is a little more baseball now. You were drafted in 2018 by the Detroit Tigers, and your first team was the West Michigan Whitecaps, right? Managed by Lance Parrish. Yep. Is that right? Yes, huh. managed by Lance Parrish. Uh, which one of these guys was not a teammate? Okay, which one of these guys on is not team? a teammate on that team? Okay. Uh, Paul David Hewson, Ulrich Bojarski, Jordan Zimmerman, Tarek Skubal. Uh, a... Paul David Houston, yep. you know who you know who that is in real life. Paul David Houston. Yeah, it's Bono. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah, it's his real name. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, it's Bono. You learn something new yeah. every day. And you didn't know that, I'm Paul just, David Houston. I didn't know that. That is it. All right, you are podcast. I'm telling you, Cody, you learn a lot. Yeah, you are there you go. three for three. All right. How many pitches have you thrown in your Major League Baseball oh, career? Gosh. How many pitches? Number hmm. of pitches? Uh, is it 85, 129, 143, or 95? Ooh. So it's I'm 85, it's 129, 95. 143, 95. Is it 95 or is it 85? It's not 100. There's no way I've thrown it. It's 120. 129. Oh, my wow. God. If I have my stats correct, well, I'm sure Scott Brandt, our editorial. I should have I known that. You don't have a one-loss record, do you? Uh, I don't know. No. Probably not. No. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. a no. lot of pitches right there. It I've is. Got, yeah, yeah. I've got what? I think I have close to nine innings or maybe okay. eight innings. All right. Pitch. All right, I'm going to give you a lifeline. Tom will be your lifeline for this one if you okay. need it. If you need it, okay? You have three brothers, right? Yeah. Kobe, Corey, and Casey, yep. all starting with a K, as your name. How many states of the how many states of the United States start with the letter K? Is it one, two, three, or four? And you can get a lifeline if you want it, but or well, you can just Kentucky, right? Um, lifeline. You want a lifeline, Tom? Can you help him out? One, two, three, or four. And Kansas. Kansas, yeah. Kansas and Kentucky. I think uh, I'd go with two. Two? Code two. Two yeah. is correct. Let's Bang. Go. Oh, good use of your lifeline, Cody. There we go. All right. What Philly is the team leader in RBIs with 45? Uh, what team? What Philly is the team leader in RBIs with 45? Is it Kyle Schwarber, JT Real Muto, Alec Bohm, or Nick Cassianos? Uh, I'm going to give you a little, uh, not really a hint, but I was a little surprised by this because I, okay. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed this. Yeah, there's an obvious answer potentially there. but uh, I know Kyle has over 40, um, but I know... Bomer was out for a little bit. Yeah, Bomer was out, um, and Cassianos has been in the three-hole for a while, so he might have it. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Casty. It's Boom, believe it or not. Huh? Yeah, oh, wow. I, I was. It, it surprised me. Wow. All right. Huh. You recently played. Cody needs to get these two uh, right what if he wants a T-shirt. How many do I have left? Two more. They're pretty hard, but I'll. But we'll. We'll. We'll I get you along here. I got Lifeline. You got a li- <laughs> yeah, you, know. okay. you recently played MLB The Show, right? Yeah. With an auction winner uh, to benefit Phillies charities, and I know that you play it a lot, right? Do you know who was on the first cover in, uh, on June 30th, 1997? Uh, was it Bernie Williams, Cal Ripken Jr., Mo Vaughn, or Chipper Jones? Oh, my goodness. First one, 1997. I mean, that's, that's so hard. That's totally hard. I was born in 96. I'll, I'll <laughs> so. give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. This guy was also a uh, very good musician. 
Oh. You can use him as a lifeline. I got that one. Lifeline. Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams, wow. right? Yeah. Was a jazz guitar yeah, player. Yeah. Yeah. Jazz I've seen him a few times play, actually. Yeah. That's the All-Star awesome. game. Cool. All right, so now you only have to get one, and this is about your dad. All right. Okay? Do you know how many career strikeouts your dad had in his career? Okay. Uh, was it 4,253? Was it 5,013? Was it 4,801 or 4,672? That's it. He got it. He got it. Strong. And he wins a (laughs) t-shirt. Crowd's going nuts. Crowd is going nuts. Congrats. How many strikeouts was that? 4,672. And you knew knew that, right? Yep, I knew that. Yeah. It's funny. You probably know know your dad's stats better than your own stats. (laughs) I know, honestly. Right? Because nobody ever knows their own stats. You ever ask, like, people there, they're like, how many? And people are like, I don't know. Like, you'd think, like, you'd know your stats, but I guess. Well, you only have 4,600 and how many to go? Uh, I have one, or no, I got another strikeout. Two strikeouts. I, stri- I have two. I have two strikeouts as a pitcher. <laughs> Wait, you and your dad are the uh, all-time father-son strikeout leaders. Yep, we are. <laughs> right? That's, that's right? awesome. We are. Right? We are. It's true. That's yep. great. Yeah, that is great. We, someone, I saw someone tweeted out. We have the same amount of appearances versus the Dodgers or some something like really? that, which is probably not good for us, right? Because I've thrown what three yeah. times versus yeah, right. but yeah. Other yeah. than that. How about it? Well, Cody, really appreciate you joining us. I know you're getting ready for the game. Let's beat the Mets this weekend. Let's go. And, uh, John, you good? We need the rain to go away. Yeah, we need the rain to go away. I think it's going to. We're going to be good. All right. right. Thanks, Cody. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next time on Phillies Backstage.